It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, gals and pals, game on. It's time for the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help gals and their pals come together over sports. Don't hate the game, love the game, or at least find out why he loves it so much. Now your host, the Sports Gal Pal herself, Ramona Rice. Well, hey there, Gal Pal Nation. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help you understand why he screams at the TV during a game. I'm your host, Ramona Rice. You can connect with me on Twitter at Sports Gal Pal and, of course, on SportsGalPal.com. And it's my Thursday show, What to Expect This Weekend. And on tonight, it is Jimmy, the Carolina Panthers super fan from Next Fan Up. Jimmy, welcome back. Hey, thank you. What's going on? Nothing much. You were a little late coming on the show. I thought I almost was stood up. Um, you know, I don't know how you feel about that. I know it was an honest mistake, but I thought I thought you cared for yeah. me more than that, Jimmy. My God. I know that that that, that was on me. I was um, I'll be honest with you, I was making an Asian beef stew that turned out to be uh pretty good that that I caught a recipe online. So that's where I was going. So you, all right, all right, that, that's fair. You have to take care of business. I get it, I get it. Well, let's take care of business now. This weekend, normally I start right up with college football. I am a huge college football fan, despite the fact that my university and my favorite college football team, um, the University of Virginia, seems to hate football, um, as it took them three overtimes to overtake a really bad Syracuse team at home, at home. And I don't even, I, I don't even go into it, Jimmy. I, I, no, I refuse to talk about Virginia football anymore. I just, I just don't want to. I don't think Can we move on? But yeah, we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. But oh, we were, you know, discussing. You know, every time I have this episode, this episode, I usually try to get with my kind of co-host guests. You know, what do we want to talk about? And Jimmy and I were looking at the schedule for college football. It, it's not really that much many exciting games. Like, not really. I'm looking. The only two like ranked. You know, both teams ranked. It's Michigan State. Um, no. Um, Texas A&M versus Ole Miss. Ole Miss is coming off that horrible loss to Memphis, um, which I think is fantastic, by the way. Go Memphis. Um, and then, like, Baylor versus Toledo. Ugh, I don't get it. Yeah. No, there's, there's nothing going on. They, uh, I, like you said, it's, it's bad this week, which is uh, sometimes you need a week to, to recover from previous weeks. Um, yeah. Th- I mean, I have my personal is... interest. Yeah, what is your personal interest? Um, uh, one of my personal interests, if, if you have nothing going on Thursday, uh, Temple at East, East Carolina, number two, 22 Temple at East Carolina. Um, I think that's going to be a good, a good game to watch. I, I'm, I'm kind of good at East Carolina games, uh, here and there. And I believe East Carolina is favored by five points. Maybe I don't have to spread off the top of my head. So the non-ranked team is favored. It is at East Carolina. So I, I'll be watching that if you got nothing going on Thursday. But uh, even the Saturday games, it's not a good slate. It's more so uh, a weekend to recover. I mean, Clemson at Miami could be something interesting to watch. Uh, Other than that, I mean, Duke-Virginia-Tech just because it's an ACC match. 
Uh, we could watch Tennessee, Alabama. We could watch Tennessee have another heartbreaking loss. And uh, Texas A&M at Ole Miss, that's, that's the best game of the week. That's about it. <laughs> I argue with you. That is not the best game of the week. The best game of the week is going to be James Madison University and Richmond, University of Richmond coming to town because game college game day from ESPN will actually be at the campus of James Madison University, which is here in the lovely state of Virginia. And as my audience may remember from our preview, you were also a excellent resident of the fair state of Virginia. We are both in the Hampton Roads area, 757, what up? Um, so I argue that is the best matchup. Um, yes, game day is coming to um, Harrisonburg, and I've been to Harrisonburg many times. Everything's purple. Um, it's a great little town if you ever get a chance to see it. Um, you know, it's, it's really super cute. Um, it's about, what, 30 minutes away from Charlottesville? Um, I, I like hanging out there. So that should be kind of cool, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, that on game day. But other than that, yeah, this Saturday, this is the best Saturday, ladies, if you or the non-sports fans should not stereotype, but come on. If this is, if you've, if you need like your person to go do errands or go antiquing or apple picking or run through like a corn maze or whatever it is that you do to celebrate fall, this is the Saturday to do it. Because really, there's nothing really on that if he doesn't, and then if he misses, it'll be okay. This is why God invented Twitter and Bleacher Report. So, Jimmy, I I want to say this is the this is the weekend that wives everywhere can claim their husbands back and say, let's go do something outside. Do you agree? I uh, definitely. Saturday, at least for Saturday, um, for the JMU the Richmond JMU game for anybody that's uh, interested. Um, that's a little fun fact. I don't, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Todd McShay went to Richmond. I always thought that was interesting. Um, but that should be a good little matchup there. And anybody that lives locally, this would be a good weekend to go to the uh, outlets in Williamsburg versus watching a game on Saturday. That's yeah, yeah. Saturday's kind of yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's just not a good week to watch college football. So I'm there, I'm giving you a hall pass. Some, some sort of Oktoberfest. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of Oktoberfest beer fest going on that you can go catch instead of uh, watch a game on Saturday, and then you can catch up for it. Eight, eight o'clock game, whatever's on TV, probably Notre Dame or USC, something of that nature. But I would definitely try to find a uh, a beer fest going on. Yeah, the only eight o'clock game I see right now is Troy versus New Mexico State. Um, let's see. Night. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's just bad. I mean, yeah, just just skip football this Saturday. No, so, I plan to. Uh, if you if you are staying late up on Saturday, I think a sneaky game would be Washington at Stanford. Just specifically, if you're interested in, in the UFC coaching job, I think Chris Peterson, even though he is a new coach at Washington, the former Boise State coach, I think if he finishes the season strong, I think he's a decent candidate to fill the UFC vacancy. If you're interested in that, that's Washington at Stanford. I think that will be a sneaky matchup. Um, that, that's something to pay attention to. But like you said, just, there's not much going on. Ohio State plays at eight. Who cares about Ohio State? Um, yeah. Well, there are a lot of people that do care about Ohio State. I'm not personally one of them. I don't hate. I don't dis. I don't dislike them. Well, that makes sense why you don't like them because you are an Oregon Duck fan. (laughs) Um, 
speaking of Oregon Ducks and USC, I found it, found it interesting that Chip Kelly, um, former coach of the Oregon Ducks and now the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, has been mentioned several times for that U- USC vacancy. Um, for those who do not know at this point, USC does not have a head football coach because he was an alcoholic and he needs help. And I'm glad that they removed him from his position um, because you, that just, no, <laughs> you cannot be, a, a, there's no such thing as a functional alcoholic, especially one that's in such a high profile position as the USC head coach, football coach in that crazy Pac-12, which has suddenly become very competitive. Um, you know, Stanford looks very, very good in the Pac-12. Um, I like them a whole bunch. Sorry to my Cal fans out there um, because I know that they're bitter rivals. So yeah, this is the weekend. Just just skip. It's okay to skip. Watch College Game Day at James Madison. See all the purple. Enjoy the Dukes. All that stuff. Yay. And then let's move on to Sunday. Sunday, there's some great games. Um, I am very much looking forward to Jets at the Patriots. I was so happy that the Colts with the exception of whatever the heck that punt weirdness was, I, I can't even describe that play. Like, I, I've watched it a zillion times. I don't understand what happened. I want someone to understand it. But it seemed like even like Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels, when they were watching it, they couldn't understand what, what had happened. It was the craziest thing I think I've ever seen. And this was after us dealing with a Saturday in which Michigan State, you know, what was it, like only a 2% chance of winning won that game. Like, there was some craziness this last past weekend for football. But I feel like the Jets are going to finally give the Patriots some real competition. Their secondary is very, very good. I feel like their offense is actually clicking. Fitzpatrick seems to be very comfortable. Chris Ivory is just, like, rolling over people. Brandon Marshall is such a great fit into that offense. I know because I have him as a wide receiver in several of my leagues, and he's giving me double-digit performances every week. Thank you. Um, but we can't discount the Patriots. Of course, they've got, you know, an incredible lineup of offensive weapons. Tom Brady is looking really good. You got Gronk, you got Edelman, you got all kinds of cool guys in there, plus Belichick, and it's the Jets. It's a rival game. Um, I'm looking forward to watching that. Yes, agreed completely. And I, well, I really hope the Jets, because in years past, this game would be always a, a close match, especially with Rex Ryan. He's always running his mouth and and kind of jabbing at New England and keeping it close. But I hope Todd Bowles takes a different approach and just shows up to the field, do what they have to do, and then leave. I hope I hope Todd Bowles doesn't fall into that, that Rex Ryan mix, which I don't think he will. I think uh, Todd Bowles is, is the coach that the Jets need to really uh, beat New England on a consistent basis. And uh, I believe they, are they, they're coming off – no, they beat Washington last week. Um, but I think I think the Jets. This could be a game New England loses very easily. I think it's gonna be a close game. I don't know how they're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna pair Darrell Rivas up against Gronk. I don't think they've done that. Um, that's been been a strategy in years past. I'm trying to think like when Denver played New England, if they put a key to leave on on Gronk. I don't think they did. I'm trying to remember what corner they put on him specifically. But it, it, that, that's an interesting matchup to watch how they cover Gronk and. And uh, that defensive line that the Jets have is one of the best in the league. It's that's definitely probably the best game of the week. If on Sunday, one o'clock game, um, looking at our uh, our slate locally, that'll probably be. I don't know if you have the uh, the NFL package or not. I do not. So I'm always stuck with what game, what games are on the local channels, and I'm just looking at what's being on CBS and. Washington will be on the Fox channel and Baltimore will play Monday night, so that'll probably be the game 
that'll be on channel three for us. Hopefully, yeah. We sometimes get some really bad, bad games um, just because, again, we're in Redskin country. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I said, we'll probably, we'll probably get, like, Cleveland at St. Louis. Just something, <laughs> something that no one cares about. Or, no, Pittsburgh plays at one. I, I bet you we get the Pittsburgh game. Cause yeah, we're going to get Pittsburgh game. Pittsburgh. They do. This is like a mini Pittsburgh. For a lot of people who don't know, um, where um, Jimmy and I both live is, um, you know, a huge, a, a ton of naval shipyards. We have two major ones, and we've got a couple little ones. And so in the 1970s, when all the steel mills closed in um, Pittsburgh, a lot of those workers actually migrated down here and settled. So we actually have, I would say, a ton of Steeler fans here in the Hampton Roads area, which is like Virginia Beach, Williamsburg, for those people outside of our area listening. And and there's a ton of Steeler pride. And then you've got Mike Tomlin from here, Michael Vick from here. So it, it's a lot of um, Hampton Roads in, in, in Steeler country. So, yeah, we probably would get stuck watching that. I mean, because, I mean, they're playing the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are not the Chiefs we expected. Um, I kind of feel bad for your guys' super fan because I do like Nick a lot. But, yeah, I'm not looking mm-hmm. forward to that game. Jazz Patriots, definitely get yourself to a bar. Get, get thee to a place where you you can see that game because I think it's going to be really good. Patriots fans, particularly Patriots organization, I have no problem with because their players are, are fine. It is their fans, like your leader, Pod Vader, who I'm so over. I'm so over the revenge gate. I'm so over the, you know, we are oppressed and we are going to go on the revenge tour and this and this and this. And then they finally get their revenge and it wasn't that good. Like, the only reason that the Colts didn't beat them is because the Colts are really bad this year. I just, I'm so over it. You cannot be an oppressed fan base when you have four Super Bowls in a decade and you are undefeated going into a game and your quarterback didn't actually get suspended. So you're not oppressed. So stop it, New England. Get over it. Rise up like the champions you are and just win. If that's what you want to do, I'm cool with that. But stop whining about something that didn't actually happen and didn't actually affect. So just like you guys claim that the balls didn't affect the game um, against Indianapolis, which I do agree because even with properly inflated balls, they wouldn't have played any better. That suspension affected nothing of your um, ability to play football this year because you had your quarterback. So stop whining about it. Move on. Just I'm over it. Yes, everyone's over it. No, not some of them. They're, they're, they will still bring it up. They will because they can't help themselves. Because they, you know, they're they're a fan base who claims, oh, we don't win, we don't win. I'm going. If you think about it, you know, they, there are four major sports teams. Red Sox has won won two championships this century. The Patriots are a freaking dynasty. The Bruins, you know, well, last year was pretty bad, but they've they've done very well the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then the Celtics aren't weren't lousy the last couple of years either. You know, so all four teams. All four teams have risen up and won something in the last, say, 15 years or so, as, as much as this century has been going on. So that fan base, there's no other, I looked at it, there's no other major metropolitan area that has all four major um, like teams covered, like types of sports covered, that have won as many championships as the New England area. So they no longer get to whine anymore. They, I'm, I'm officially declaring the whining over. They're, they're going to keep going. They're going to keep wanting because that's what they do. And you can, if you want to even add more to their budget, you can throw Utah, UConn basketball into that mix for them. I'm sure they uh, enjoyed those those national championships. But the uh, the Boston fan base might be the worst, and it's just they're the worst people to deal with. 
boy, we just made Podbitter really angry. I don't care because it's true. I'm just over it, over it, over it, over it. You know, does this mean if I I start, does does that mean if you and I start whining about our teams, we'll win Super Bowls too? Because I can start whining. I whine about Virginia every week. Does that mean I'm going to win a national championship? No. To be fair, if the Redskins were having the success that the, the Patriots were, and the Redskins fan base would be the worst. They they, they, they when they beat uh just when they win a game every Sunday, they think, Oh now now we got now's our chance to go to the Super Bowl. And you're still one in six. You're still the Washington Redskins. The the Redskins might be the worst, but yeah, the uh Boston fans. The Red Sox just, just kill me. <laughs> just all of them. Just no, just no, just no. Um speaking okay. of Going to rivalries, um, Cowboys Giants are the four twenty five that will probably be played in our local area. Um, me personally, I think like for I'm not sure which one I want to lose more, you know, because the Cowboys can't face any more injuries because pretty much everybody good is is injured. They're getting some key pieces back, um, but the Giants, I I obviously was not impressed with them um, Monday night. I you know. You know, Philadelphia had what seven intercept through seven interceptions, and yet we still managed to beat them by the what twenty points, something like that. So the NFC East is officially just a dumpster fire, and there's no real like there's nothing really to be proud of in that division, in my personal opinion. No, nothing at all. The if if I'm a Dallas fan, you got nothing going on. All your stars are hurt. Um, Being being a Carroll. Carolina fan myself, I would want Greg Hardy to make some sort of noise um, with, I mean, he's got to make noise on the field, but he needs to do something. I think Greg Hardy doing something to, to get media attention, not not negative media attention like he got last year, but some sort of attention, maybe just calling out Eli, calling him soft, doing something to get some attention. I think Dallas would really do well with that. Um, I'm not one for that type of type of talk, but I think uh, Dallas needs some sort of spark, whether it's negative spark like that or, or something to get them going, get this second half of the season going. Uh, the Giants, they were so bad Monday night. It, was, it is incredibly – I couldn't believe how inefficient their offense was other than that first drive of the game. Uh, but that's just like typical Eli being Eli. Like me, next week he's going to look like a Super Bowl quarterback, and then the following week he looks like the worst quarterback in the league. It's just – it's what Eli is. Um, I, I think New York will win this game just because Dallas is still short people. It's at New York. New York can't embarrass themselves two weeks in a row against a divisional opponent. But, they, I mean, they, they very well could. But um, – and, and I don't know if you heard on the on the the uh, the game last night, they were talking about Jason Pierre-Paul and his deadline coming in November. And – I mean, what do you think about – do you think he comes back and is effective or do you think he's done as a giant? I don't think he's done as a giant. Um, I think he comes back and makes some sort of impact. I mean, just because, again, it's, it's another person we, ha- you know, you have to defend and you have to count for. I would be really curious when – I'm actually cur- more curious if Victor Cruz comes back 
because, you know, as much as I'm a Philly fan and don't like the Giants, I do like him. Uh, He's like, he disappeared. Odell Beckham, you know, he's dealing with, you know, the hamstring issues. It's not looking good for the Giants, but here's the thing with the Giants. Every time you think, oh, they're terrible, they wind up winning a Super Bowl. And, you know, all historic factors going on. The Patriots are undefeated and they look like they're going to roll through everything. The Giants are playing crappy. You know, all of a sudden they'll, they'll get like a wild card spot and they'll manage to go to the Super Bowl and beat the Patriots. I mean, it's destined to happen again. Not that they need yet another Super Bowl um, appearance, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know what's going on with the Giants. I feel like honestly, Tom Coughlin sh- probably should have been fired or removed eons ago. When you have to hire a, like a coach to help you talk to the people on your team because they're so much younger than you, it's time. Um, you know, he's 70 years old and at some point you got to hang up the hat. He's done so much. He's won two Super Bowls. He's going to make it into the Hall of Fame. Be done. Like, like, let it go. I, I just feel like this, this team could use some new, young, fresher coaching. I say that though, because I'm dealing with new, younger, fresher coaching and it's not always fun to watch. So you got to be careful what you wish for. But I think like, honestly, they're not going to see any really true success until they figure out what's going on, you know, on the sideline. Because I just don't think it's working right now. I mean, if it, this could be this yeah, this could be the typical Giants make a late run, go deep in the playoffs, and then they re sign Tom Coughlin for another four years and then we're hearing the same story again. Well he should have been fired in two thousand nine, two thousand ten. But do you really think Tom Coughlin's a Hall of Famer? I think when you win two Super Bowls the way he did, I think so. I, I do. I think so. I think he'll at least be considered or be on a ballot somewhere, but I think so. I, I just, again, just because of the way it happened. I mean, you know, how many other coaches have done what he's done in postseason to get his team to not only win, but be particularly because they stopped the Patriots from going undefeated that one year. That's a Hall of Fame performance, too. So I think that could happen. Yeah, if you stop the Patriots from. Being being undefeated, I'm okay with that. You're you're okay in my book. Um, yeah. Tom Coughlin, he cracks me up. I, I love. Have you seen all like the the memes on Twitter? The different Tom Coughlin faces, the different Eli faces. It's just it's the same same stupid crap in New York. But they 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 they've made it work over the couple, last couple of years. I mean, the, the years they've won, it ever seems like they go to Super Bowl win, and then the next three years they're seven and nine, eight and eight, and then they're searching for some tip. A coach, and then Tom Coughlin was in the Super Bowl. It'd be funny. It yeah. would be funny if they beat New England one more time. I would be okay with that as a as a result of the Super Bowl this year. If they just beat New England and kind of just walk off that way. Yeah, I mean that's one way to go off to the sunset. So, um, the Sunday night game is the Eagles at the Panthers. I am terrified of your team. Ooh. It's it, it's funny. When we did our two-a-day episode, it was before, um, you know, the injuries plagued the Panthers. So, you know, and I remember texting you going, do you want me to go and play? And he goes, yeah, go and play it because I'm devastated. I, I just don't even want to talk about football. Now, and I and I am over here drinking like the green Kool-Aid that Mark Sicko, the Eagles super fan from Next Fan Up, who I do adore and he's fantastic. But he's all like, yay, Robert, Chip Kelly. And I'm like, yes, Mark believes in him. I believe in him too. And this season has been one of like – I just, it's a roller coaster and I'm exhausted, you know? Um, but yeah, I, your team is sneakily good. I, I think we all forgot how there's, there's this quarterback named Cam Newton. And I think he's earning his money right now because he's really keeping you guys in games. Oh yeah, he is. He's been, and 
if you look at the, the fantasy numbers and the stats, he's not putting up crazy stats, but the way he's won the games, especially this last last week in Seattle, I think that was a big, big growing game for him. And uh, just the way he's doing it, he's got no help. Our running game has been non-existent. Uh, this last week was our best performance out of Jonathan Stewart. The, uh, we had no receivers. It's, it's like, like we hope for a Ted Ginn. Uh, 75-yard touchdown, and hope for the pass interference if he doesn't catch it. Uh, it's just been it's been incredible to, to watch him take over the game and make these throws. And I couldn't at this last last week against Seattle. It was just it was, I think there was three or four big time drops by Devin Funches. And if, if he would have caught those some of those catches, I think we would have scored a little quicker. But the uh, he, he has zero help outside of Greg Olson. I don't know why team isn't double team Greg Olson on every play. It's just uh it's been really really amazing to watch him step up and, and uh just take over a game when he needs to. Um especially with the offense not being there and the defense being average this year. But um I, I I would not I mean like I say that in all excitement by the Carolina Panthers, but I would not be too afraid of them, especially on Sunday night where we tend to, to not show up on primetime games. I, I can just remember the, the game we played you guys last year, and we didn't show up till till this week coming up. We have, we still haven't shown up. We got blown out last year. So that, that that is in the back of my mind, and I'm sure it's in the back of mind of the Panthers trying to get some revenge. But it's just been a consistent thing with, with the Panthers the last couple of years. We do not show up on primetime games. Yeah, I'm curious, because your last game, you guys went to, into Seattle and beat them. It's a very hard place to win when you're the road team. But do you think it's because you guys are really that good or Seattle really that bad? And that, that's a question that came up on Nick's fan app on the previous show, on Thursday night show, um, Thursday show, where all the guys were like, no, it's going to be Seattle. Carolina's not going to win. I think one of the guys picked Carolina. I forget which one. Um because I don't really keep track of it that much. But all the guys were like, no, Seattle's going to win. Seattle, come on. Carolina hasn't played anybody. And you guys go in there and you handle business. And, and you do. And I'm just going, me personally, take off your super fan hat and just your football mind. Which is it? Is Carolina that good or Seattle that bad? I think it's um, more of a middle ground. I, I think Carolina's good. I don't think they're great. I think Carolina is a type of team that can win the division Maybe a playoff game, and that's about it. Unless they get, unless Cam just completely turns into an animal and uh, plays better than he has been. I don't think Seattle's terrible, like a lot of people were saying. I think I don't think they're as good as they have been. I think losing Dan Quinn and just uh, another year on the Seattle philosophy in the league, I think that that's starting to rub off. Uh, but I do think Seattle's still a good team. I think they'll still make the playoffs. Uh, Going into Seattle is still a hard place to play, and 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 uh, I, I I definitely think Seattle will be a dark horse towards the end of the season. Whether or not they make any damage in the playoffs, because they'll most likely be traveling on the road, that will be. We'll see what happens there, but I, I don't think Seattle's terrible by all means. I definitely think um, they're better than at least 15 teams in the league. Uh, I just think it, this early early stretch of the, the the year, I think there's been a lot of mediocrity across the league, and uh, it, it, I think Carolina has shown that um, they are a good team. And I think a lot of people write off Carolina because we don't have any superstars other than Cam Newton, and it's just been a simple formula that uh, Dave Gettleman has installed since he's arrived. It's just just kind of just 
just keep quiet, keep chugging along. And and uh, Carolina, I, I saw after the win on Sunday, they've won. They had the longest winning streak for the regular season right now. Longest current winning streak at nine games. They've won nine regular season games dating back to last year. And I mean, that's just. Uh, I think that's a kind of what their formula just kind of stay under the radar and uh, keep chugging along. But, um, so, yeah, I, I don't think Seattle's terrible, but they're definitely not as good as they have been in the last couple of years. I agree. Um, I don't think that the Eagles – I it's going to be a close game. That, that's, that's the way I'm putting it. I never like to say scores because I never understand when people do that. You don't know what they're going to score. You, there's no way to know this. I do think if the Eagles win, it's going to be because they didn't make any major mistakes. They can't go in and do seven interceptions because Carolina will take advantage. I don't know why the Giants didn't take advantage of those, but they didn't. So, or maybe Philly defense is better than we thought. I, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game. I'm excited to see him and, and we'll see what happens. I think it, it'll be really interesting philosophy-wise because Chip likes to spread the field out, get the ball out quick, and let his playmakers take off and run. And Carolina is one of the best tackling teams, especially at the linebacker level, with Luke Keekley back, uh, Thomas Davis. And um, Shaq got hurt last week, but I think he'll be playing. If not, then A.J. Klein has filled in relatively well. But I think that the philosophy-wise, this is a good – matchup of, of opposite styles. I think the defense matches well with the, the Chip Kelly offense. But the one the one drive Phil, Philadelphia had this, uh, on Monday when the, to open up the second half when they went up 24-7, that was, I think, the best drive Philly has had all season. And if they can do perform one or two of those drives a game, I think that's enough to really wear out the defense, especially a team like Carolina. It doesn't have a great pass rush, but they, they make the tackles, they make the plays. Um, I think that if you can sustain two of those drives, I think it's, you're pushing the, the uh, pushing the hand towards Philly to win the game. But um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see those linebackers uh, spread out and make those tackles as Chip spreads the field. Very good. All right, I'm so glad you're on today because you are actually a hockey fan. I am not. Um, and I don't know if it's because my husband doesn't watch hockey or I'm just not into hockey, but you are. Um, so it's always cool to have somebody else talking about hockey because I would not be the person to come to to talk about hockey at all. Like, I, I, my, my reference of hockey, seriously, gang, and this is embarrassing, is the Mighty Ducks and the movie Miracle. Um, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's all I got. So unless it's the flying V, I have no idea what's going on. Um, so so what's what's happening? Because I, I didn't realize you guys started so early. Like, I mean, they're already like going at it. Yeah, they are. And and like I'm not I wouldn't say I'm a great hockey fan, but I used to be a big fan of hockey fan back in the day before they went on strike a couple years ago. But um I'm a Carolina Hurricanes fan and and they're, they're absolutely terrible. This is a complete rebuilding year for them. Um, so they're, they're off to their great start at the bottom of the standings like we expected. So uh, if you look at their cheap hockey game, you definitely can catch one in Raleigh. Um, that, that, that's an only two-and-a-half-hour drive. But, no, that's, looking across the rest of the league, it looks like everything's up up to par as, as most people expected. Uh, Montreal's one of the – I mean, Montreal, the Islanders, Rangers – uh, we get a lot of coverage of the Capitals. I think they're going to be a good team again this year. And uh, the Western Conference is a beef con- conference right now. Uh, but, I mean, hockey's just getting going, and and uh, the, the big the big teams are, are rolling along as, as planned, and the crappy teams are, are still there. Um, it's, it's hockey season, definitely. It's, 
definitely hockey season. Did, did you uh, realize that, uh, speaking locally again, that the Norfolk Admirals got dropped down uh, to a different league? They're back into the, uh, what's it called? I don't know. Like they were, they were used to be. They're, they're in like the league, or they're, they're, they're like the minor team for the Anaheim Ducks, which makes no sense whatsoever because we are literally clear across the country. Like our other AAA affiliate, um, which is the um, Norfolk Tides, is actually the farm team for the Baltimore Orioles, and that makes complete sense because that's a quick five-hour drive, you know, up ninety-five. But us being the farm team for the Anaheim Ducks makes no sense whatsoever. I did. Hockey for me, like, and I don't know if it's the strike. I don't know if it's because of the realignments. They have teams in weird places that don't really, like, need teams. I just, unless it's like, you know, like the Red Wings or the Blackhawks or, like, the Bruins, the the Rangers, the Islanders, the Kings, you know, those kind of stale weather, you know, guys, I, it just it just seems odd to me. It's just it's a weird sport. It, it's basically soccer on ice, and I don't like soccer either. So, um, you know, it, it's one of those teams where I th- again I feel like if I had somebody to guide me through. So I'm going to put this out there, Galpa Nation. If you are into hockey and you want to help the sports Galpa understand why hockey is awesome, I am all for it. You can email me Ramona at sportsgalpa.com and and help me through this because I would like to know more about this because hockey fans are incredibly passionate. They do crazy things. Um, I feel like the players are just as nutty as baseball players. I think it's because the seasons are so long and they spend so much time together that they do crazy things. Um, so that's fascinating. And then the things that happen to the Stanley Cup are gross. Like people eat cereal out of it or lay their babies in it or do God knows what to the Stanley Cup. Um, and it gets passed around. It's really, really sad what happens to that poor thing. So hockey, you know, I feel like it's one of those things where it's a tribe mentality around your favorite team. And if you love it, you love it. And I do like where um, the Carolina Hur- um, Hurricanes plays in um, Raleigh because I actually got to go there a couple years ago uh, for NCAA basketball regional when um, Virginia was, it was the regional there and Virginia was the one seed. So that was fun. Um, and that's a really good arena. Um, so yes, but yeah, hockey's just one of those things where I'll go to a live game and I'll enjoy it, but I just, I don't understand anything that's going on. So it just, again, it just shows that there's so much out there in sports that there's bound to be sports that you are going to love. And in sports, you're just like, I appreciate the athleticism, but it's just not my thing. So hockey is one of those things. But again, Galpa Nation, if you're a hockey expert and you want to come on and explain hockey to me, I'm all for it. See, I'm being generous. Um, speaking of other fun winter sports, Jimmy, guess what? NBA starts next week. Yay! Basketball. About time. I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah, I love basketball. I am just like baseball agnostic. I do not have a team. Like growing up, I liked the Bulls because every kid in the 1980s and 90s liked the Bulls and we wanted to be like Mike. I, I don't really have a team anymore. I like players. Like I'm very interested to see how the University of Virginia um, um, Dustin Anderson does well. Hopefully he does well um, with the uh, Mavericks this year. I'm looking forward to seeing him. Uh, but other than that, it's just, again, I'm just curious to see if some of the same storylines come back. You know, I'm curious to see if Golden State is still going to dominate the way it was. Um, how LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to look. Um, really curious to see what's going on with New York, um, just because of the simple fact that they used their great draft pick to pick some guy no one knew. And people in New York still haven't gotten over that. And um, yeah, I just, it, it, NBA for me is always, always just a good, um, 
league to watch because I feel like it's more manageable. Like it's still a long season, but it's manageable. It's it's a little bit more contained in its watchability. So I don't know if you are you a um, Bobcats or Hornets fan. They they changed recently. So are you sticking yeah, with your Carolina thank, guys? Yeah, thank God, thank God. It's back to the Hornets because the Bobcats. It was so embarrassing to tell people I was a Bobcats fan. It's just like it is. The colors are bad. The the mascot logo is bad. It's just it was probably the worst logo in sports. And thankfully, the the New Orleans Pelicans took that took that title for us and gave us the Hornets back. So we're at least we look good on the court. We're not we're not playing good on the court, but at least we look good. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, this year's this year's season is going to be really interesting. I think this might be the last season we see Durant and Westbrook together. Um, and then our boy from Florida, uh, what I can't think of his name right now. He's now in OKC, um, so that'll be interesting. To see see how they how they change if they change. Um, and then uh, your uh, was it Chris Porzingis, the the guy the Knicks drafted. I think he's gonna be fine. He, I mean, everyone the Knicks want New York wants star names, star players, and that guy just doesn't fit that bill right now. But I think he'll be fine. Um, he, I mean, as New York fans, they want the world. Um, I definitely think Golden State takes a, a, a step back. I, I, I mean, there'd definitely be a one, two, or three seed in my mind if you want to call that a step back. Uh, but this year, I think this year is going to be shaping up the real, real interesting, real interesting year, especially with San Antonio kind of loading up. Looks like one more championship run to get Tim Duncan and their guys at the, at the ring. Um, and I think the Lakers are going to be much better than people think. I really like what they did in the draft. And then, uh, I mean, I think this year is going to be really competitive, especially the West is going to be West of the Beast. Um, the East still is at the bottom of the barrel. But if, if you are looking for an NBA team, because I, I was kind of in your boat as well. I, I was a big MJ fan, big Space Jam fan. So I kind of helped. I mean, I'm, I'm a Carolina guy all the way through. So him owning the, the Hornets kind of helped my case fall in there, even though he might be the worst owner in sports. Kind of forget about that and just, just uh, realize that Michael Jordan is, is better than half your team and, and just roll with it. So I have a funny story about Michael Jordan. Um, so a couple of years ago, my husband was doing some corporate training in Charlotte. And since it's a quick plane ride from where we are, I um, took it because he was there for two weeks. And so I was like, okay, I'll do a weekend trip out there. And Charlotte is a great city. If you ever get a chance to go, um, go. It's fantastic. The people are super nice and it's super cool and it, it's awesome. So we, we saw it was, they were the Bobcats and we got some great tickets. They were actually playing the Lakers and we got some great, basically almost courtside tickets behind the bench. And Michael Jordan sits with the team. And then there's Patrick Ewing, like right there, too, because he's an assistant yep. coach. And I'm looking going, oh my gosh, it's my childhood all over again. I just need Reggie Miller to pop out and we'd be all set. It'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, Michael Jordan sits there. He does not acknowledge anybody. He's watching the game. But you're looking going, Oh my God, that's Michael Jordan. And he's huge. I mean, he's a really tall guy. Like my husband's six, seven. So I'm used to tall guys, but then you see Michael Jordan and it's like, it's Michael Jordan. It's like a real life superhero. Um, so yeah, that, that was, that, that's it. So I was basically five rows away from Michael Jordan. So that's about as close as I'm ever going to get to Michael Jordan. So, but yeah, and it's a great arena because they sell Bojangles chicken in the arena. I don't know if you knew oh, that. Oh, heck yeah. Um, heck so, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yes. It's, yeah, so they you can get fried chicken, which is delicious. It's a regional treat here um, in the um, mid-Atlantic, kind of southeastern area. And you can get biscuits and chicken while watching basketball. So it's, it's totally of, random. Yeah. Off topic, um, I was out 
at, towards Hickory, right before the Outer Banks uh, toll, there's a Zaxby's out there. And it completely blew my mind. It's like, we have a Zaxby's here now. That's crazy. That's the, anybody who's ever been to like the Outer Banks um, area, um, that's North Carolina. It's where all the Nicholas Sparks um, novels take place. Um, for, for those of you who do not know, um, but, and, and the Wright brothers, that's where they flew their plane. So now you get some little historic perspective. Um, there's a Zaxby's out there. That's crazy. Like who out there is eating Zaxby's chicken? Anyway, that was way off topic, but yes, yes. Um, I, I agree. You should get, I wish for your guys' sake, the Hornets were better. I, I, I do wish they were better. I wish the Wizards were better. They've, they've gotten better, but I don't know if they're going to be good this year. So again, it's tricky. So it's easy for me again. It's, it's easy for me for baseball and, and, and basketball just to be agnostic. You know, football, I definitely have my loyalties. College basketball, there is no question who I root for. But when it comes to pros, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to enjoy the game for the game's sake. And it makes it, for me, a little calmer. Um, so I'm not like, my heart isn't beating really fast. Unless it's something awesome happening, like, again, Golden State or seeing LeBron's um, amazing run last year. I mean, he's, he's just ridiculous. He is just ridiculous i love it when i can watch lebron james so yes very good um all right and one more thing to talk about because this is the best time of year in my opinion because literally every sport is going on college basketball starts in mere weeks jimmy i don't know about you i cannot tell you how excited i am about college basketball because for college football in my life has not been enjoyable if you've listened to the show all of you know my woes and moans about my favorite college football team well my favorite college basketball team is going to kick all kinds of awesome butt this year i just fully expect them finally this is the year this is the year we get into the final four we might win a national championship if we stay healthy if they stay strong if they defend well which we can i just feel like this is the year i just i want it so badly jimmy i can just taste it i really want us to be cutting down nets in houston i really really want it um so i am looking forward to it. i don't know if you're a college basketball fan or not i know that you're an oregon ducks fan do you like them also for basketball because they have that cool court that looks like a forest oh i love their court but I mean, I'm kind of like you when it comes to the NBA. I don't really follow a college basketball team. I'm, and uh, I've, my buddy's trying to recruit me to be a Duke fan. I can't be a Duke oh, fan. Oh, don't, do that. Is, no, don't do that. Bad um, I, yeah, I, I'm, no, I'm don't sure, do that. I, I, I don't want to talk about myself, but I'm sure a lot of people are in this, in this scenario. I'm trying to pick a team on the East Coast that's going to be on TV often, so that pretty much limits me to the ACC. I want a team that's going to be there. Uh, in, in, in contention um, most of the years. So, I mean, I look at the ACC without being uh, – I mean, I, I could go Syracuse, but they have the scandal going on. Um, I could go UNC, but then I look like that normal UNC guy with the with the hat and with UNC. Um, and Duke, I refuse to go Duke. I can't be that guy. And then we, we got we got our team out there in Louisville who uh, is, is a good team, but they got another scandal going on. You didn't mention Virginia at all. What's up? You can't. <laughs> it's three hours away, Jimmy. It's three hours away. I will bring a hat back if you need me to. I have plenty to share. My God. Maybe I need to go to the Virginia game just to, just to convince. I'm, I'm being recruited right now. I need. I have four hats at the table right now. I'm just gonna. I just need to be. Uh, all right, let me give you my, let me give you my pitch for Virginia. Let me give you my pitch for Virginia. Yeah, again, I'm very biased. I went there. I love it. But let me give you my pitch for Virginia. And this is why they are consistently good. 
Number one, they've got this guy, Malcolm Brogdon, who is absolutely phenomenal. I just love this guy so much. So much poise. He was our best defender in that Team USA kind of debacle in Canada, um, but he really played really well. We have Anthony Gill coming back. Um, my Toby, if God, he can realize that he's seven foot gargantuan man, can realize that. We've got, um, oh God, London Parentes is the one of the best point guards in the country, period. And hello, Tony Bennett. Can I just tell you how awesome Tony Bennett is and how awesome the fans are that we've gotten behind the pack line defense? And I get it. So many people are like, oh, it's boring basketball. It's not boring when you're winning. Trust me, it's a lot of fun to watch boring basketball. It's fun to hold Harvard to, like, what, 12 points and a half. That's fun. That's a lot of fun, Jimmy. That's so much fun to tap your head and go, Haha, shot clock violations. And this year, the shot clock lowers in the um, NCAA. So it was 35 seconds last year. Now it's 30 seconds. You think it's going to be any easier to get a shot off of Virginia? I don't think so. I am super, super, super excited about UVA basketball. So please, dear God, Wahoos, do not disappoint me. I will be devastated and may have to give up my podcasting career. And I really like podcasting, so don't do that. Um, seriously, if you get a chance ever to go, I will tell you, literally season tickets, like I was on the waiting list for season tickets and I didn't get them this year. Um, so tickets to UVA game are going to be super expensive. I may actually travel. Um, I'm looking at maybe traveling to like Atlanta to Georgia Tech to see a game. It might be more affordable. Or if we play like, the, uh, you know, at Wake Forest or like um, NC State, <laughs> that might be easier to see Virginia play. I mean, and, and that's that's how popular it's gotten where they will, even when the students aren't there, they will sell out, um, you know, the 18,000 seat arena that is John Paul Jones Arena, which is gorgeous and it's designed to watch basketball. There's not a bad seat in the house, even in the Raptors. And um the hometown, which I love, Charlottesville has really gotten behind this team and gotten behind this coach. So it's really built a culture. I mean, you saw it last year when game day came. I, I just, I love it. I watch every game. I watch every tip off. I literally schedule the kids schedules around it. And I've told friends, I'm like, I'm sorry, I cannot go out this Saturday. I must be at somewhere where I can watch my, my Wahoos play. So I am super, you know, how Mark Sicko is about his Eagles. I am that way about UVA basketball. So be warned, Twitter. <laughs> It will be obsessive. So I fully, you know, maybe this year you can follow me and I will guide you through the force that is Virginia and you can make a decision. I don't want to force you into anything, but I will say, you know, it's very convenient. They're three hours at the road. But if you bring bad luck to teams, please don't like us because we don't need any, um, you know, seriously, it's just, it's just a great culture of just winning. And I love the fact that there's, it seems like there's this kind of new guard with the ACC. I mean, we do have four amazing coaches and we're going to get into Louisville situation in a second, but you know, you, as much as I dislike Duke and their fans and their fans are fake, by the way, um, I've got so many stories about that, but you know, and it, with Roy Scott and coach K and Jim Beheim and, you know, Patino, I mean, we've got the best coaches, in the ACC, and Tony Bennett is starting to really build his resume, and we've got a couple of guys, you know, the coach of Miami, Wake Forest should be really good this year, so we've got some contenders. I feel like, you know, Notre Dame, obviously, um, does really well, uh, so I just love being part of the ACC. I think, like, it's just, it is the premier basketball conference in the country. I don't care about Kentucky. I don't care about any of the other pretenders the former biggies, whatever it is. No, it's all about the ACC. And for me, it's all about Wahoo Wah. So sorry. That was a long diatribe about my love of team. And it's going to be a long season probably for Galpon Nation if you don't like Virginia. Oh, well. <laughs> I used to follow Villanova a couple years ago when they had Scotty Reynolds because he's from Northern Virginia. But 
Yeah, I never never really followed followed a basketball team. I don't know why. Just and and then another part of my my pitch is I, I have a lot of Carolina colors like my my wardrobe. So I I can't go with like a a random team like Louisville where it's red and I have no red clothes. It just doesn't go with with a Carolina hat. So I had to stick with that blue theme, not necessarily Carolina blue, but I had to have blue in my team. Well, Virginia has blue. It's a lovely shade of and navy. They do. They do. The orange pops. I think that that would pull off your coloring really well. I'm just saying, just just think about it. Just consider it. All right. Let's talk about what's going on in Louisville. So um, we just cannot help ourselves, college football, college football or basketball fans. You just can't help yourselves. There is yet another scandal with a major team. This time it is Louisville. Um, And basically a um, madam named Katrina Powell, has written an explosive book alleging that she provided prostitutes to the University of Louisville basketball players and recruits and was paid for their services by staff member Andre McGee. Um, Outside the lines on ESPN reported largely supported Powell's claims, citing five unnamed former players and recruits who said they attended on-campus parties that included strippers who were paid to entertain and have sex with players and recruits. Very, very naughty. (laughs) Um, So that's going on. The NCAA does not want Rick Pitino, the coach of Louisville, to um, say anything. He finally came out today and said that Andre McGee needs to say something that he knows the truth. Um, It's going to take forever before all this washes out, but it's just – you know, this, you've got what's going on in North Carolina with the whole academic, I'm not sure what's going on scandal. Um, you've got the suspension of Syracuse with, um, you know, Jim Beheim, what is it, like nine games or something, and they can't do postseason. I just, it's, it's you know, as much as I love these Hall of Fame coaches in the ACC, I'm just wondering if this is kind of the beginning of the end for some of these coaches. They're getting up there in years anyway. They don't want to deal with the nonsense of the NCAA. Some anyway, but yeah, that's that's the kind of thing that I mean. That it's just like it seems like no matter what we do, there is always scandal involved in college sports, and basketball is one of those sports. Basketball and football are the two that cause the most. So I was curious if you had any thoughts on this, or I know that um, you may not have because it just broke today. So um, it's a very interesting story. Um, you know, I'm just like, hmm, it's just very interesting because Rick Pitino already looks like a mobster, you know, when he comes out in his like white suit. Sometimes he looks like Scarface a little bit. Yep. Um, so I wonder if that's the attitude. I, I don't think he's a mobster. He could be, though. He really could be. He should be. Um, You're in law enforcement. You should look into that. He does look like uh, Al Pacino a little bit looking at his picture. Yes. Um, I don't I don't know. I, the, the whole college world is you, you recruit players to come to your university and play. And then when you do play, you bring so much money to the university and the players don't see a dime. It's just between basketball, football, especially because those are the two big major sports in, in the college college world that, that media thrive on. It's just, it doesn't surprise me that this sort of thing pops up. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me that it happens more often that you, you kind of, have someone get, do some favors for you to help bring in a big a big name recruit. It just the the it's the the formula is there for it to happen, and I don't know how you stop it other than policing every little thing. Um, it's just the college sports world is is just very very on edge. Um, whether it's finding out how ways to win, get the best players there. There's no. It's I think it's just gonna. It's the type of thing I think is gonna happen over the years because uh, that's that's you're trying to, to do your best 
to get the best players to university. And especially if you look at the lower tier colleges, not these big name stars, if you're a coach who's on the edge of losing his job, you're going to try to do everything you can to get the best players to your university so that you can retain your job. So it's a, it's a very edgy, edgy thing in college sports. But uh, like I said, I think, I bet you these type of things, maybe not to this extreme, but are going on throughout the throughout the nation and at various levels at the college sports levels. Yeah, they do. And it's just interesting, again, the amount of money that we're spending, that we invest time in. And again, as I just gushed over the University of Virginia, probably for like a zillion minutes. But, you know, we have to remind ourselves that these are student athletes. This is an, an you know amateur competition, technically, and that the real role of a university is to educate people, not necessarily to provide entertainment in the form of sports. But it's it's very much shifted because I think, honestly, when people think UNC, they don't think of a school, they think of basketball. They think, uh, when you think of Alabama, you think of, you know, football. You don't think of a university. So it's definitely become a cultural thing in our country where I'm just wondering, again, how long this can last because we've already dealing with, you know, issues of do we play players? How do we pay them? How do we compensate them for their likenesses? But how do we keep it amateur? And and so I think the next couple of years are really going to tell us whether or not, you know, the college sports in the way they are survive. Because also, you know, you've got bigger schools that will be able to afford to really pay for athletes and pay for things and other schools who just won't be able to, um, you know, and, and tuitions are already so, so high that I just feel like the whole system is ready to just pop like a big bubble. So I kind of hope not because again, college, college sports is my happy place, Jimmy. It's, 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 Seriously, I mean, I watch college baseball for God's sakes, but I'm also a UVA fan, so of course I watch college baseball. Um, you know, but yeah, I just it's it's such a weird thing. Like again, logically in my mind, I'm like, no, we need to get this reined in. We need to remember what the universities are really there for. But my heart and my fandom is going, no, I want all the basketball and all the football and screw classes, screw them, they don't matter. So it's it's going to be an RCC, but definitely take a look at that. Um. And again, we are not really touching on baseball because, you know, right now it's Mets or Cubs, Royals or Blue Jays. Right now the Royals look like they are going to take the Blue Jays out. Um, and then the Mets, the last couple of games have just looked ridiculously good. I mean, just ridiculous. Matt Harvey on the mound has just been phenomenal. Granderson has just been great for the Mets. Um, can we talk about Daniel Murphy and his awesome? And I feel bad for the Mets that he's going to be a free agent next year because I doubt he's going to be on the team next year. I really like the Mets in this series, um, which may, be, may lead to their doom because I like them. Um, so I'm not sure if you caught any baseball recently, but it, it's been this postseason has been very entertaining. Yes, I'm, I, baseball is my first love and always will be. I'm, I'm an avid baseball player. I actually played one year of college baseball at Christopher Newport. Um, so I've been following these playoffs very closely. And for those folks out there who are just don't understand baseball, can't get into it, it's too slow, and uh, you might have an interest in trying to watch something this postseason, this this has one, been one of the best postseasons in a long time that we that we haven't had. It, it's just been really incredible I'm, I'm, right now we're recording on Tuesday or yeah Tuesday night uh, game three of the Mets Cubs is on right now and they just tied it one one in in Wrigley and Wrigley is going nuts right now if if you are anywhere near Chicago that is a bucket list item is to go to a game at Wrigley let alone a playoff game at Wrigley I mean this is a town that is waiting for the Cubs to explode 
But if you are trying to watch, I mean, if you're trying to get into the playoff or watch, get into the postseason, excuse me, really watch the Mets. The Mets aren't the best team. You, I mean, if you look at the standings, the Cardinals have the best record. It's not even close. And you, but when you look at the Mets, they have the three dominant pitchers that you need to succeed in postseason play, and their offense is going nuts right now. And if you if you really just want to watch that formula, why you don't understand how the Mets were a, a good team in the regular season. They're not the best team with the record. What what's happening? And it's just they have that great formula right now for postseason success. And over to the American League, it's if you want to watch. The, the Royals and, and Blue Jays could get really ugly. They, the Royals won earlier today, so now they're up 3-1. Well, there's one more game left in uh, Toronto. Uh, this could be game five, could be a real ugly game in Toronto, especially if things start going south for for the Blue Jays. They got some, some mouthy players. Tulo got ejected last night. Bautista runs his mouth. It's just it could be That could be a very high, tense situation where people start – running their mouths again and people get tossed. It, it, it's just been a great postseason if if you're not into baseball and you want to watch something. This this, this World Series is going to be great, whether it's the Mets, Cubs, Royals, uh, Blue Jays, whatever combination it is. It's It's been really a pleasure to watch. Yeah, and I love that all four of these teams pretty much, you know, not, it's, um, what is it, few, two of them, one of them doesn't have a World Series at all. And then um, the other ones have it. We haven't seen them in postseason in so long, so it's so refreshing not to see like the same old faces. I think that's really great. I have been so enjoying the Mets Cub series again. Um, I've I've showed this on my show, and I just had a couple of Mets uh, Met blogger on the show a couple weeks ago. But my dad actually is a huge Mets fan, so I'm kind of pulling from the Mets a little bit. Again, I'm agnostic when it comes to um, baseball, but also again, Hampton Roads own David Wright is playing, so I can't help but kind of cheer cheer for him a little bit but then i'm like historically i'm like cubs you know <laughs> they're kind of owed one it's been 70 years you know practically since since the last one so it's going to be interesting to see what what happens i you know i feel like the, it's going to be the royals and mets the way they're both playing i think that's going to be the series and then i'm not sure who is going to wind up being um the winner but i think that it's really good for baseball to have such a really tight i've enjoyed baseball more than i've enjoyed football and that says a lot because I love football, but this baseball series has been so entertaining to watch. It's it's been incredible. Even the the uh, the, the division series before our championship series, the, the Houston watching the Astros and their young studs, they they that, they got a good core going on, and it's a lot like what the Cubs have right now. They have that young core that's just uh, going crazy right now. It's just this is the next line of baseball stars that. People are waiting for it. Now that the likes of Jeter are gone, A-Rod's about to fade out, these are the next stars of the next generation that people are craving for. And we, we're not, we don't even have the likes of Mike Trout or Bryce Harper in the postseason this year. It's just baseball is, is on the rise with the stars again. It's just – it's and don't, don't forget about our, our boy Mike Kadire, another Hampton Roads guy from, from First Colonial. Um it's, Yeah, like th- these playoffs have been really good. And the, the World Series, I think, no matter what team you have, I think it's going to go six or seven. It's going to go be a deep series. Yeah, and I think this is just what baseball needed. I feel like, you know, it's it feels like a renaissance of baseball again. Like, baseball's fun to watch. Um, I've really enjoyed it this season. So, super, super excited. I had no idea you were such a baseball fan. That is exciting, Jimmy. Yes, yes, big-time baseball. I, I, I'm actually uh, an umpire in the, in the area and do uh, all the scholastic and 
just just starting to get into the college games. So I'll be doing um, I do some ODU fall games. So baseball is definitely my first love. I, I'll, I'll talk baseball all day. Wow, the things you uncover about the super fans. See, that's why I love having you guys on these shows. I mean, it was fun doing all the two-a-days, but it's great to get you guys, get to know you guys like on this level because you get to talk about so many other sports. Like Some of the guys um, are very clear. They only like football, and they only like their team football and NFL football, and that's cool. That's absolutely okay. But then you got guys like you who are like, no, I like all of it, and this is what I like to talk about. It's like, okay, great. So, you know, and I think that's that's awesome. So, anyway, Jimmy, if Galpaw Nation wants to follow you and talk more about baseball or football, or Carolina or, you know, the fact that they, too, like only teams with shades of blue in them, um, where should they go? Uh, you can always follow me on Twitter at 7576. Uh, the number 757 and, and the word six spelled out. Um, a lot of people don't believe six is my last name, but it really is S-I-X, just like the number. Um, so, yeah, you can always follow me on Twitter and, and, and uh, talk 757, whatever you want to talk. You can listen to all these guys in the next fan app. They've got Thursday shows where they preview everything. They do fan battles. And you can also um, catch them on Sundays where they do the recaps. And then follow all of them on Twitter because Twitter is where they're hilarious. Like today, Jimmy, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter or not. Um, my feed was taken over by um, – I, I innocently asked Mark how he felt about the offense this season. And he and I were heading, uh, chatting. And then Sam, the New York Giants super fan, couldn't help himself. He interjected. And then towards the end of the afternoon, Tim – decided to pop himself in there and I'm like really Tim this has nothing to do with you and he goes we beat everybody in the NFC East I'm like oh, okay again no one cares go away <laughs> I didn't even respond to Tim at all in that thread but I, I go into a meeting like at my real grown-up job I come back like you know I check Twitter and I have like a zillion notifications like what in the world and they just went on this like rampage of like trash talk and I'm like I'm exhausted. My God, all I did was ask one question. So if you want to talk awesome football or nonsense, follow these guys. Check out their podcast. I'm a huge fan of theirs. I'm the super fan of the super fans. What can I say? And you can hear them on blogtalkradio.com forward slash next fan up. And again, all the links to Jimmy Six to, um, you know, the guys at Next Fan Up will be on my show notes at blogtalkradio.com forward slash sports And Jimmy, thanks so much for coming on. And again, I don't want your, uh, I don't want your Panthers to lose, but I don't dislike the Panthers and I don't dislike you. So it's one of those times where I'm just like, you know what, what happens happens because I'm going to be a good sport because it's not like, you know, Dallas Cowboys or anything. They can lose every day, all day. Yeah. Yeah. Dallas can lose all day. So can, so can the Falcons. <laughs> And yeah, at this point, I'm I'm right there with you. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast, and be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.